This is Alma the Santa. Eric Newman. Eric Hansen. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi, this is Glenn Case. Nick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva. This <laughs> is the Cigar Authority. <laughs> the Authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. <laughs> In. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails, and I'm ready to nail it. With your host. You know, you're, you're funny. David Garofalo. I'm funny how? Like I'm a clown, I amuse you? What the f***? so funny about me. Tell me. Mr. Jonathan. Damn it. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Barry Stunt. Sportos and motorheads, geeks, bloods, wastoids, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. And Chuck Morrison. I am 35 years old and I live in a van down by the river. It's time to light him up. <laughs> it's time. For the cigar authority. Light him up, light him up, light him up, everybody. January 30th, 2016, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. And this week. Do you have a lighter that just never worked well, stopped working all together, and never worked at all? Well, grab a can of butane, a nice cigar, and join us as we dig in deep into refilling and repairing your lighters and a couple of great well-aged cigars. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S., and yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, or Podbean where you can set it and forget it. Forget it. Forget about it. Forget it. So uh, we're going to smoke a couple of old cigars, eight cigars. One, I'll pass the first one out. Chuck, you have yours there. I put it there. Thank you, sir. And uh, I had them uh, propped up in a certain way today, unlike the usual way, but actually head out. So you could actually see the head of it, those that are watching so it was the like video a baby. portion. Head out, yes. Okay. And um, so that you could see the cap on the cigar. The cap on the cigar is not the normal round cap you see on every other cigar. Why would we do that? We wouldn't. We actually made a star on it because this was a cigar that came out called United Wheel. It's a part of the United Cigar brand, and it came out in 2012. Only 500 boxes were ever produced, and the uh, cap were put on as a star. It was a wheel of 50 stars, and it came out for 4th of July on 2012. Unique box with a glass front that the wheel slid out. Little tray, uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, this was the first and only United Limited release to ever come out. And I put some boxes aside, of course, and I included that in the care package that went out last month. Speaking of the care package, no more care packages. It is sold out. It is sold out for now. I'm going to say it's sold out till at least July. We may look at it in July again uh, or maybe till the end of the year and then look at it then. But um, we said we're going to stop at 500. But for some reason, we are at 501 Barry Stein. What's with that, Baron? Yeah, well, long story. We'll just leave it at that. All right, which breaks us into another box, you know. We have to open another box of whatever it is or save another box of whatever it is, but 501. But anybody can quit at any time. 
<clears throat> possibly opening up some spaces for somebody. Uh, when the next person quits, it's not going to open up any spaces. Right. We're going to still be at 500 where we, where we wanted to stop at. Uh, because we actually had to stop the bleeding. The care package was something uh, we put out there for 1999, and you get four cigars, including shipping. Uh, you can't imagine. Uh, this was not an expensive cigar, though. This was a six, seven dollar cigar. Seven dollars, yeah, yeah, six ninety nine. Yeah, so it was only a seven dollar cigar anyway. But again, 2012. We'll smoke another cigar in the next hour that's actually older than that, not included in the care package. But this is the United Wheel Limited Edition 2012, 500 boxes ever produced of this cigar, um, and um, that was it. So. Um, Let's give it a cut and light and see what it's all about. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered their prices. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And speaking of raising prices, we've been seeing a lot of price increases. Uh, Tis the season. Uh, the beginning of the year when all the companies are coming out with their new prices. Uh, you'll start seeing that in your local shop probably the beginning of February because some of them were kind enough to say up till February 1st, we, the retailer, can buy the cigars. Some of them said it already happened. Um, but either way, uh, you're going to start seeing the prices change in your cigar shop, I would say, by February 1st, if not sooner. So uh, you as a consumer, if you're looking to buy cigars and save a couple of bucks, buy it now. Because prices know. are going up. Prices are always going up. Expenses are up and prices go up. So, What's the name of the wine that's out of Australia? Is it Shiraz? I'm thinking yellow, yellow foot or... Yellow tail? The, yellow style, tail. the style of wine. Barefoot. It's Shiraz. Shiraz. All right. So the Shiraz to me has a little bit of an umami or musty quality to it. This is raisins with the umami quality from a Shiraz. So it's both sides of the grape happening. I am having a little tight draw here. I haven't lit the cigar yet, but it seems to be like it's going to be a little tight. Mine's perfect. Yeah. I get that wine. Strong it's wine. definitely there. Wine? Wine. This is in the pre-taste before we even light the cigar. But here's a new lighter I haven't seen on our table before. Well, this one is, uh, you got a lot of lighters coming out from the folks at uh, Lotus through their Vertigo lines, their Lotus lines. This is their high-end line, black label. It is. So this is their patented flat flame. Actually, And it really is patented. It really is. Unlike the other patented things that Mr. Jonathan says things are patented. This is really patented. This one is called the black label dictator and you like to say that dictator uh it retails for 139.99 so it's no cheap date a couple of benefits to this is a flat flame burns at the same temperature that a match burns at some tobacco purists prefer to light their cigars with match not matches not for any other reason than the temperature doesn't allow you to scorch the tobacco with a match well the folks at Black Label came out with the flat flame. Spreading out that flame reduces the temperature, and now you've got a cooler burning flame. It is an elegant, elegant lighter. When flat flame, it's squeezing the flame together, and it's almost like painting right. the end of your cigar on. You get a perfect toast every time. Now, this particular lighter also features... It's a slim line. 
a flip-out bullet punch. Now, with cigars getting to be ridiculous in their ring gauge. Yes. You got 70 ring gauges. You got 80 ring gauges. You got 110 ring gauge. So what the folks at Black, Vertigo and Black Label have done is they've come out with the world's smallest punch so that you could punch the holes a couple of different times in the end of your, your big ring gauge cigars should you so choose. It is small. It is a it is a 30 ring gauge bullet, I would say. Barry yeah, looking at that bullet. Or guys that, guys that like to I smoke. I didn't even realize it was Lanceros. there until he pointed it out. That is a small bullet. I'm saying it's even smaller than a 30. Might be looking at a 21 right there. What's the ring gauge of the Dos Humbre tins? Like the 28. I'm, think, I'm thinking it's... You could punch a hole in those. You can punch a hole in those with Really? This. Yes. That's interesting. And not snapping in. It actually... There's a magnet. Magnet. Magnet yeah. closed. That's interesting. Pretty cool. <clears throat> little window on the back so you can see the flame adjustment. A fairly easy adjustment for your thumbnail at the bottom. You don't need to get a screwdriver in there, that little plastic wheel. You can't accidentally burn yourself by popping it until you lift that lid. Right. There's a safety work. built in. <clears throat> Which is good if you've ever lit the, your hand on fire before or when it's upside down, it's not going to light unless you open that Correct. window. So. uh this is an elegant lighter, but it's out there. $139.99, I believe it to be the most expensive lighter coming out of their factories. But it's cool looking. Hey, for you cigar geeks that got to have the newest, latest thing. This I'm is it. I'm not going to mention Sean Rogers by name. No. But he has one. He should. It's his birthday. He does have one, and today's his birthday. Yes. He's turning uh, 27 for the 12th time. Yes. And it's Mr. Jonathan's birthday eve. It is my birthday eve tomorrow. I turn uh, 37 for the second time. Are you 39? No, I'm 37 now. I'm going to be 37 again next year. This is the oh, this is the birthday gotta... that I'm going to start lying about my age. All right, because 40 is right around the corner. It's right around the corner. I 40, figure I'll start a couple of years early. 40 to 50 was good. 50 on is rough. That's the only one that ever left the mark. It hurt a little bit. <laughs> 50 hurt a little bit. Because you really, you ain't going to make it to 101, right? It is over the hill. You're past the, they you're used past to say the point 40, of rescue. <laughs> I ain't making it to, to the 80, but the uh, I'm certainly not making it to 101, right? So 40, 40 isn't, isn't bad. That's when you start making money and stuff. You start getting successful. Yeah, I must have missed the boat on that one. Yeah, you missed it? <laughs> yeah. This is a lot more calmed down than I remember. Oh, yes. This was. I agree. It was so strong. This was such a powerhouse in 2012. Couldn't smoke it. Couldn't smoke it. You couldn't. Look at the burn line on it. And that little factory told me about it and said, oh, no, this is going to calm down. And I smoked it up the rest of that year trying it, 2012. And I'm like, no way. That was, no. It was one of those makes, very, make, makes you poop. Yeah, very aggressive. Very aggressive. But it took a lot of years. Dominican wrapper on this. This this is the one that is sourced all from the same plant? Yes. This is a Dominican Puro and um, high primings. was supposed to be meant to be strong. Yeah. I do have it in the nose still, the strength in the nose, but not heavy in the chest right now. If you think of a Dominican Puro, you'll think of... Um, Opus X. Opus X. You've got Debonair. Yeah. Um, La Flor Dominicana. Yeah. Um, they all make a Dominican Puro, and usually they're full-bodied. Swag. 
swag, I believe, is yeah, the Dominican yeah, yeah. Puro. Yeah. The stuff. Uh, See, it's it's weird that you're saying this is a Dominican Puro. Um, to me, there's almost a Cameroon element to it. Really? There's a almost a little bit it? of a sweetness. Like, if I, if I was going to guess, I would say that there's either a Cameroon binder in here or it's a little too dark for the wrapper. You ever been down south and had uh, southern sweet tea? Yes. Huh? Nailed it. Huh? He nailed it. Yeah? It, with a full-bodied cigar, man, it's hard for me to go deep into a cigar like that because it's overpowering my, my taste buds. There's, I got pepper. I got he- heavy, <laughs> yeah. heavy spice. I got no spice, no pepper. Really? Maybe it's your maybe it's your draw. My draw is better. As soon as I lit it up, it opened up. I thought it wasn't good. Now this is a um, true Churchill, though. I think it's a seven by forty-eight. True Churchill. Interesting. Something different, anyway. Uh, as I say, uh, it is uh, on my notes here. I say I have down two spots left, but I did the show notes earlier when there was a couple yeah. left, but there's none. There's minus one spot left. There's, there's, <laughs> none, there's none left on it. But. There was somebody who talked his way into it. Yeah? Is yeah. that what happened? That's what happened. All right. You have to stop because yes. we, we really can't, can't keep it up. Um, so we have uh, gentleman Chuck Morrison back with us. Uh, I'm happy you're back with us, but I'm sad on the other end, Chuck Morrison, because um, you were with the New England Patriots, and uh, we thought we would uh, be talking to you live um, from the Super Bowl once again this year, but right. uh, it didn't happen, huh? Didn't happen, man. Not even close. <laughs> I don't know about that. I guess. Yeah. I just felt like, uh, I don't know, it's disappointing. I, you know, Denver won. You have to give them their uh, – Yeah. Their, their proper due, but uh, I think the Patriots are a better team. As I was saying to you guys before the show, you know, if that game, in my opinion, were, were played anywhere outside of Denver, Colorado at Mile High Stadium, Patriots are winning. Do you yeah. think that it was that the Broncos won versus the Patriots really lost? Yeah, it's a good question, you know, because sometimes a team will, you know, they'll, they'll defeat themselves, Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, I just think the the Patriots were flat all around. They they did not play well. So the offensive line was horrible. Yeah. So they didn't deserve to win. Denver didn't play great either. But hey, that one point was enough. At to, one point, Brady was leading the team in rushed yards. The yeah. quarterback. Yeah. He wanted it. Yeah. He's the, he's he wanted it the most, and everybody else seemed to not want it as much. So w- when you go to commercial, uh, yep. there. Do the guys end up talking off commercial and say, what the heck's going oh, on here? Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 And it's funny because um, prior to every game, um, NFL Films uh, will come in, and we have a recorder that's actually their equipment that's kind of housed with ours. And they give us these discs to record every game on that they then use for post-production purposes on NFL Films, documentaries, okay. TV shows. They, they'll use the, the radio broadcast. They'll use the audio that they get directly from from us, from our, from our source. Yeah. So uh, when they came in, um, it's funny because they said, <laughs> we enjoy listening to your broadcast more than anyone else's because of the stuff that happens during the commercial breaks. Really? Because it's, all, it's just one recorded file that it, we, we it, don't edit afterwards. You, you so can't. they hear the F-bombs and what the <laughs> heck was that? And, really? Oh, yeah. I would like to hear that, too. That's why I asked the question. If it goes on, so that gets recorded anyway. It they gets have, recorded, yeah. So the audio is definitely out there. But, yeah, uh, you, you have know. to be somewhat careful of what's, what's yeah. said even on uh, – yeah. 
yeah. even on breaks. Just imagine like uh, Happy Gilmore swinging the golf club, f bomb, f bomb. You know, during the commercial, <laughs> the mer- we're back in. Yeah, we're but back at the game. <laughs> and they got to be real pros because when when you, I, I try to calm down my swearing, yeah. and I got a trash mouth yeah. before the show. You know, and I, even with a break, I don't want to do it either because right. I start getting in the role of it. It's gonna, it's gonna come out, come off. But they end up doing it. They, they end up doing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's not, it's definitely not appropriate for children. The language that occurs yeah, during yeah. those breaks. But like you said, they come back and it's just all professional. You right. never know that they were just throwing, you know, cans across the room, which happens, or you know, slamming down papers so or they, they, throwing chairs. So you guys are broadcasters, but you're, you're Patriots fans, of course. There's yeah. no doubt about no it. doubt about that. And they were able to turn it off a little bit and and act yeah. like. Yeah. And you know how we have our mailbag here on the Cigar Show? Yeah. Listenership across the world. Well, on, on the Patriots broadcast, the listenership is global as well. Um, so as part of the radio network, they can listen online or whatever. There's listeners, and also with satellite radio, right? So <laughs> we get a lot of feedback, a lot of mailbags, if you will, yeah. from people across the country, Patriots fans and non-Patriots fans, from the spectrum of you guys are doing a great job to you effing homers. Um, oh, really? Yeah, have some integrity. But they don't hear this. Uh, off commercial break, correct? Right? correct. No, nobody hears that ex- yeah. unless they pull yeah. the blood. But that right. homerism still exists in the broadcast, you know, like, go, yeah, yeah. go, let's go, get in there. Yes, he scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and we, we've gone to break before, and whatever subject we're talking about, sometimes we continue to end up talking mm-hmm. about during the break. And Jonathan says it oftentimes, save it for the show. Yeah, some it. of the best stuff mm-hmm. happens off the air, and I'm sure the same thing happens there of yeah. some commentary that happens right. during the break because now it's your, your real feelings are coming out and yeah. not holding back. And it's interesting because I asked a question because, you know, last year when the Patriots won the Super Bowl, um, the play-by-play guy, Bob Sosi, and, and, and the color guy, Scott Zolak, were, were really um, – they, they were, they were um, not congratulated, but they were given praise – for their call, like especially at the end, like that. What a great radio call! Like just ones that live out in, the, in the just sure. forever. I think of like uh, the Miracle on Ice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you believe in miracles? So there's certain calls sure. out there that will live forever, right? And it's Havlicek funny. Check stole the ball. Exactly, yeah, you know. exactly, exactly. So I asked, you know, like, is that planned? You guys, like, you know, you know, it's a big game. You know, there could be a key moment. Do you think of like if they do win it all, that famous call? And the, and the answer is yes. Really? They think about it. They'll write it out. They'll rehearse it. Oh, wow. But what happens is, is in the spur of the moment, it just, it's all gone. It's all forgotten, and something spontaneous will come up. Ah. So they do try to script it and plan it, and, you know, much like we have our show sheet that we work yeah, up. Yeah. There's a very strict yeah, format to everything, and, you know, you, you think about the game and what could happen <laughs> and who could potentially score. So they actually rehearse that kind of thing, trying to get that great call. But what ends up happening from what they tell me is that, that script's thrown out the window. It's yeah, just yeah. all war enthusiasm and emotion. It's the uh, we, we go to break, and, and Jonathan again will say, yeah, we didn't do this, 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 or something. <laughs> yeah. and I'm circling, trying to drag it back in. But once you get going, it's yeah. like it's here. Yeah. Almost a cheat sheet if we have to see what, what is next. So right. we're having this conversation. Didn't know we we're going to have this conversation. But I can look down and say, okay – Here's, where, here's yeah. where I'm at. Keep you in place. Go, so. yeah. And like you said, I mean, I think sometimes our best content, it's great that we have a live audience here, takes place before the show, before we hit record, before yeah, we go, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, we, and then we sometimes I think to myself, I've already said it, but I said it during break or I think before <laughs> right, the show right. started, so we never get to some of these <laughs> hey, things. Hey, listen, you say plenty of things over and over again. It's all right. Remember before we had the other format that we would actually start the show a little early, before yeah. a pre-show and, and a post-show sometimes yeah. and go to it. And some of that stuff, you know, some of the listeners will know some of, the, some of it was good stuff. What if we could ever record 
the break. We go to break and then get this stuff and mm. then put it out the uh, after the show, after during the breaks segment. Yeah, or like something like the deleted scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it something because sometimes it is gold, Jerry. Gold, Jerry. Gold. Okay, uh, last week, uh, questions of the weeks. What do we have, Barry? Well, it's time for the question of the week brought to you by Duran Cigars. When the question is asked, what are you smoking? The answer should be Duran. Duran Cigars combine the best quality tobacco fillers from Nicaragua and Latin America with their super premium Habano Criollo Colorado wrapper. Experience the cigars that get smuggled into Cuba, Duran Cigars. Last week, we asked, where do you smoke the majority of your cigars? And the results are in. 39% of you say you prefer to smoke in your backyard, while coming in second was your man cave, and 17% of you said in a cigar shop lounge. Mm. And I hope you're buying your cigars in that set cigar lounge. Absolutely. Always bring that up. Okay, so that's as expected. Yep. How about the car? The car was one of the options, Yeah. and it came in last. Really? I do the majority of my smoking in the car. I, and and, and at smoke, work. <laughs> yeah, you get to smoke all you want at work, and yeah. I do too. Yeah. And I smoke at home, and I smoke anywhere I want to, want to smoke. But I enjoy a, a cigar in my car. Yeah. Before I turn the ignition, I light a cigar, and then I start the car. So this yeah. way if my car blows up, you know, it's kind of yeah. like the last request for a cigarette. For I, me, it's I a wonder, cigar. I wonder if I do. A lot of, no, because my car is in the garage. So yeah. I wouldn't do that. But here I've done a lot that actually I light the cigar, the door's open, and I'm lighting the cigar before I start the car yeah. up because all the smoke that comes out at the beginning of it, mm. take care of that. Mm. But uh, not, Give it a good toast at the time. If you're yeah, dry, yeah. You can imagine if you're driving and you're trying to light at the yeah. same time, it can yep. be kind of a challenge. Cool. And uh, this week we continue the football conversation, and we want to know who do you think will win and in what fashion. You know, will it be Carolina in a blowout, Carolina in a close game, Denver in a blowout, Denver in a close game. Um, Do you have a I don't care because none of them are the Patriots you, option? You could, you could write would. in other, and yeah. I'm sure somebody will write in that they don't care. Do you care. have one that says I doubt I'll even watch because the Patriots now, aren't in? My favorite part about the Super Bowl, believe it or not, are the commercials. 100%. Love the commercials. So here's my question for you guys. We'll have a little side bet. If our audience wants to participate, they can. Who do you think will walk away, and it's an opinion question, with the best commercial, the best Super Bowl commercial. Your obvious candidates, you got Bud Light, right, or Budweiser. They always come up with some good spots. Pepsi, Doritos. But who do you think is going to have the best commercial or the best maybe socially publicized, promoted, talked about commercial? Is Drake's Cakes in this? Drake's Cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Could Donald Trump be in the running on this one? There you go. Oh, will it be po- political oh, ads? Yeah. Will it be political ads? Wouldn't that be awesome? Is, is he that bright? Oh, yeah. Donald Trump put a Listen, Super Bowl commercial on. Whenever he decided to blow off Fox News, I, th- I said to myself, this is a man that could run the country because he already has. If he's the Republican nominee, he's got his Republican voters. Now he's got to go after the folks on the other side of the aisle. And how bet- what a better way to get it than aggravate hate- Fox News yeah, so that Fox CNN News. starts pumping him up because they hate Fox News. It's genius. It seems like all media hates him, and yet the people apparently love him because they're giving him the votes. You see the video of the little girl crying in the car because she was going to meet him? No, no I didn't no. see that. Oh, it's a viral video. Of, she's so excited. It's like she's going to see Santa Claus or something. But it's A girl, a little girl. A little girl. Yeah, wow. It's crazy. Well, the question of the week was brought to you by Duran Cigars, and as always, you can vote on thecigarauthority.com just below the Duran advertisement. 
And when the question is asked, what are you smoking? The answer should be Duran cigars, the cigars that get smuggled into Cuba. There we go. So next week, uh, the day before the Super Bowl, and, and again, Chuck, I'm sorry you're not going to the Super Bowl, but glad you're going to be with us. Yeah, man. For the Cigar of the Year announcement. The Cigar of the Year announcement uh, is going to be next week, and we have some special guests coming in, and we'll leave that uh, as special guests, and that's it. But uh, next week will be um, the Cigar of the Year. You've heard everybody else's. Now you're going to hear the real Cigar of the Year, and let's see if we get it right. I think we did. Mm. I think we did. So uh, what is our thoughts on the United Wheel, limited edition, 2012, and we have 501, no, we, we probably have 480 people uh, smoking, smoking this because it was before we just sold the last 20, 30 of them or whatever right. it was. So uh, uh, The strength is back from what strong. I remember. Yeah, it got uh, past that first inch, and wow. I would never, ever guess this to be a Dominican cigar. Really? I mean, uh, unless... You, you're saying like La Flor Dominicana. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it just has, to me, it has that spicy, bold Nicaraguan profile. Yeah. 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 Hey, they, they, they can make strong cigars in the Dominican Republic. They make unbelievable, great, milder cigars, but they can make strong ones if they want to, and, he, and here's the perfect example of what that is. This thing is a uh, rolled-up heart attack is what yeah. it is. I'm I've, feeling it in my chest right now. I have not smoked one since 2012, and I went through a bunch of them in 2012 not liking it, and here I am in 2016 not liking it. <laughs> <laughs> it's too strong, uh, well-made cigar, but it, it's overpowering. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I bought a wheel myself, and I'm going to let those bad Larrys sit there for uh, probably another 10 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's no joke. This is what a full-bodied Dominican cigar tastes like. And um, that's that. Okay, let's go to break. When we come back, do you have old lighters that just don't work, never worked, or don't work well at all? Uh, Grab a can of butane and join us for lighter repair and maintenance in the next segment. Uh, You're going to learn a lot of tricks of the trade when we return. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. 
the time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's Lagiana Havana. Oh yeah. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer & Sickle. Live well. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donut. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Hi, this is Nestor Miranda from Miami Cigar, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority live from the Four Dominicana Cigar Studios, a uh, weekly broadcast almost six years running about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. The greatest thing to come along for cigars since the match was the jet flame lighter, but they become problematic for a lot of people because uh, they just don't work sometimes. Something goes wrong, but there are tricks to the trade. We're going to learn them today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And we're using the, uh, this is the, not Lotus. This yeah. is Black Label Dictator. 
Yeah, Lotus owns it, but Black Lady is the brand. This is the dictator, and this is the flat flame that paints itself, and I can touch my, my lighter up with my cigar up with it uh, as I'm burning this very full-bodied cigar. But um, we are in retail, and we're dealing with consumers all the time that come in and basically throw their lighters at us because they're upset because they don't work. They bought it last week, and sometimes the tank is empty, and they say, oh, it doesn't work anymore. Well, when you bought your car and the tank emptied, I'm sure you returned it to the, you know, that's usually a Drove thing. it back to yeah. the dealership right so away. So I put gas in, and here it is. You know, it's like some simple, simple things. Sometimes they have a couple of lighters, and they say, I buy lighters from you guys, and they don't work, and they throw them at you, and we play with them for a minute, and we give them back, and they never worked so well. And they go, well, what the heck are you doing? You know, what, what, what's the thing? Because it never works for me. So grab your lighters out of the drawer because you're going to learn the tricks of the trade today, how to keep those lighters working great every single time. We have uh, an acronym for you. Yes, yes. G-H-O-S-T, GHOST. It stands for gas, hang upside down, oxygen, spark, and timing. So we're going to go through starting at the most common issues and working our way down to once you've eliminated the most common stuff, some, there's a couple of uh, pro tips. So the first reason why a lighter wouldn't work has to do with the gas, the first letter of our acronym. And there's three ways that gas can affect the proper use of your lighter. And the first is that it's not turned up enough or that it's turned up too high. So in one case, if it lit a little bit, you may see the flame flicker just a little. And then on the flip side, it goes on and you watch the flame go up as it goes out. And this would be so, something you would see with, with fuel in the tank. There's fuel in the tank. Okay. And in some cases, you know, I have a lighter here. Uh, this is one that we're going to be carrying soon. This has, there's no clear tank. So if I were looking uh, at this and it lit and blew itself out, I would know, okay, well, it's up too high. Or if it was just barely, barely lit mm. and then went out, oh, maybe it's not turned up enough. And that's the very first thing that has to do with the well, gas. Well, can I say something? Sure. So here's the thing a lighter has to needs to have if it has fuel in it you can see the fuel you know the window and there is fuel in it if you click it and you hear the fuel coming out mm. there's one good thing fuel is coming out yep. now it's still not working if you click it and you see a spark inside of it keep it away from your eyes in case it does take off keep good, it away good advice yeah <laughs> but you click it and you see a spark that happens that means it's sparked that lighter actually works it has a spark it has gas, and gas is coming out. So you know all those lighters that you have, and it does those two things in it, or three things. It has gas, it's making sound that comes out of it, and, it, and it's made a spark. The lighter works. Now we can repair it. If it turns out that it has no gas in it and you don't have any gas, it's not going to work until you get gas. If it doesn't spark, you have an ignition problem. It's not going to work no matter what you do unless you lit a match next to it, and you'll see that it will end up working. Mm -hmm. Or... If it is, you're clicking it and there's no gas leaving, it's blocked, something's wrong, uh, and maybe there's a way to do that. But Good thing I didn't email this to you in advance because you jumped way <laughs> to right, the I'm end. All right, I'm sorry. You jumped way to the end. So I just wanted people to know at the beginning of it, yeah. they, they have their lighters and they're looking at it, and then it's not going to work for them because they're not having one of those three things. It has no gas in it, but you guys said you're going to make it work anyway. We're not. Right. You know, these are things you end up needing to yeah. You guys have seen it all. And one, oh, thing, yeah. one thing you don't want to do, and I've seen people do this in a cigar shop, if you're going to listen for gas, you don't want to be clicking the button when it's <laughs> yeah, right yeah, next yeah. to you. <laughs> I see people away from your singe ear all that ear hair out, which is probably a good thing in the long run. <laughs> yeah. 
But if you ever been burdened with a jet flame, it hurts. <laughs> and if it you, does leave a mark. How you do might, you know, Dave? You might just <laughs> yes. be a redneck. Yes, right. Uh, so you got, it, you got it turned up, and you're in the right area. It's still not lighting. There's a chance that your lighter had not been bled before you filled it. All right. So what does bled mean? So when you bleed a lighter, this is where the hang comes in. Um, the, uh, the last thing about fuel I want to touch on before we get to yeah. the next step is you got to burn quality fuel. And it, the early, early on with jet flame lighters, the technology to drill those jet holes wasn't as tiny as it is now. The portholes in the jet are so micro at this point, you have to burn quality fuel. Um, so, and this is the way to test it. doesn't matter what it says on the outside. They're yeah, all- because if you buy a brand X, they tell you to use brand X fuel. Not necessarily you have to use brand X fuel. Take but- a look at take a look at all the major ones. Mm. They all have, you know, and I'm using Lotus fuel here, but they all have the seal in the top of the can. That's good. That's what seals the, the can itself, as, uh, appo- as opposed to as opposed to having the seal down the side, which is just a welded, fused thing. That is dirty fuel mm. coming out of Mexico. The stuff with the seal at the top is coming out of China, and they're just refining it properly. And so that's the fuel to use. Yeah, really so not all fuel is equal. Correct. Correct. But there's only a couple of choices, really. No matter what it says on there, you've got the one sealed on the top, the quality one, the guys that do it on the side, Ronson. Ronson. You know, yeah. for, for a bad name, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, it's okay cheap. for Okay for a soft, soft flame. flame, but not uh, the jet. All right. So the next part of our acronym is HANG. And the reason I'm saying that is I have seen people not hang their lighter upside down and they try to fill it like this, vertically, with the nipple of the can, giggity, pointing straight up, and the fill chamber or the, the um, what the hell's that called? Tank. The reverse nipple, giggity, <laughs> yeah. uh, pointing down. You've got to hang them both upside down, and this is the most important part. Hang you, the lighter upside down. You do not shake the can of butane because ah. inside every can of butane is a certain portion of propellant, and the rest of it is butane. When you shake it, you mix the propellant into the butane, and now you're forcing the wrong stuff into your lighter. You're getting more bubbles of propellant, which is inevitable anytime you fill. So I'm going to do my initial fill here without bleeding, and I'll do my best to show you guys on the camera. It's about uh, three-quarters of the way filled, and I've got this big air pocket, it looks like, in the top of the lighter. So No more will come in. Nothing else will come in. I you, you just held it, it out. People pump it and push it. You yeah. don't have to do that either. But you won't, you won't, you won't no, do anything. No, no more, it's not going to go any further. No more is going in. Even though That's there's it. room in the tank. There's yes. room. You can see there's room, but no more will go in. This is why you bleed. And, and he's happened to be using a clear lighter that's being able to see. Now, if you're yeah. using a non-clear lighter, you can't see what it is. You can envision that you have a pocket in there because right. you are going to have some sort of pocket in there. So after you've filled it to as much as it can do it, now becomes the bleeding. Now, and here's how you know it's right. So when you bleed it, he's pushing. I'm his pushing the little screwdriver. The valve. I've got a little uh, precision Phillips head screwdriver. Now, what can you use to bleed? I mean, a, little, a, a pen, pen you could use. Okay. Yeah, anything that'll fit in there that'll allow the gas to escape. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to block the hole either. You want to push on it, but be able to get some. So a Phillips is actually pretty cool because yeah. it's got sides to it. So yeah. when you push down to bleed it, if mist comes out, then you probably didn't need to bleed it because you got butane squirting out. In my case. It's just the gas. You can it's hear just it. Air, yeah. There's no mist. So That's it seems propellant like he, yeah, coming out. It, it it looks like or sounds like he's letting the gas out, but what he's letting out is just propellant. So he, you'll see that the majority that comes out is just air. Mm. It may be a teeny little drop of 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 um, the butane, butane itself, but 
until he, he has no more sound so to it. Now you can hear it. It's very, very light. At that point, I don't have to bleed it anymore. And now my lighter is going to fill all the way to the top. And for those listening on the podcast, if you go to YouTube.com, you type the Cigar Authority, you'll be able to see this done visually yeah. uh, to match the audio. All right. So now I'm two, th- two things into my acronym and a lighter that wasn't working is now working. But let's say that it's still not working. Now we're going to the next letter O for ghost, oxygen. What people often don't realize about lighters, now you need two things to make combustion happen, three things. You need some sort of ignition, which is your spark. You need fuel, which is your gas you have inside the tank. And then you also need oxygen to get in there to let that fuel combust. So on the side of every single lighter, there is an airway, even on this high-end black label dictator, right in the front of it, there's an air hole. That allows the oxygen to get in there and give you combustion. So if your lighter still isn't working, you may have dirty ports or Mm. I've been guilty of this. There's a couple lighters out there where it's just convenient to wrap your hand around the whole lighter to squeeze it. And you're covering that hole. And you cover up the air hole and then you've got no combustion. It looks like your lighter's broken. Guys have handed me their broken lighters and I take the lighter. It lights every time. I hand it back to them. It doesn't light. They hand it back to me and it lights every time and I got to show them you're covering up the air vents. This is the issue. But if you've got dirty air vents, a little toothbrush action, scrub it out, and you're good to go. For most of you, that's going to get your lighters working. And Dave jumped a little bit ahead on this. Uh, almost all jet flame lighters use an electrostatic spark for ignition. Because if you used flint, the flint powder from the residue of sparking that flint would eventually clog the jets. So they came up with this electrostatic spark that works very much like lightning. It needs to be grounded to the jet itself so when you look inside the lighter if it's not lighting and you have a spark but you see the spark doing what we call back sparking it's jumping from the little igniter back to the frame of the lighter that's your back to the center of the flame where Uh. the flame would be so you want it to ground out to the jet itself so you take a little flathead screwdriver and it we're talking about a fraction of a millimeter of movement each time but you put a little pressure on the igniter bend it in just a touch and then see if it's sparking and arcing into that jet. And then you go through the other processes of checking your um, gas, making sure that it's not turned up too high or too low, and you kind of work your way back down. If you got spark, like Dave said, and you have fuel coming out, your lighter is fixable. Um, now, like anything else, lighters are mechanical, and there's a learning curve. Some lighters are temperamental when it comes to how quickly you pull that trigger. So if you, I'm going to pull it only partially here. You can hear, I haven't clicked it, but there's gas getting into that combustion chamber. I'm getting a little high now. Yeah. So <laughs> un, unintended consequence. So if I let the gas out a little bit and then click it, it lights. And that's one of the big keys at the end. There's your timing to round out. Instead of just ghosts. snapping it yeah. down quick, too exactly. quick. Yeah. You've lit it, but the gas never... The, the gas didn't get a chance to get yeah. in there. and it's, it, You've got to have a full chamber to let it, to let it work. It, it's very hard to get uh, the Lotus to not work, right. yeah, the, actually. <laughs> well, these, these Vertigos, yeah. the Vertigo Cyclone is the, my example lighter because it's got the clear tank. Yeah. Almost impossible to get it to not work. He's yeah. right. Um, there's a couple of little tricks. If you have one or two jets that work and the third jet's not <laughs> working, you could have a clogged jet. You get a little um, safety pin, and you it's tedious, but you poke each jet with the pin, and then without lighting it, run the gas through it a little bit without 
clicking the igniter. Again, poke them again mm. and keep letting that gas out. And in most cases, that'll open up the jet. Another one that's a little dangerous. It takes five minutes to pull this one off, but you can flip your can of butane out and blow the jets out with the butane. Now here's using, the, it, using it as a can of air, basically. Right. Now, here's the issue. Butane, when it comes from a liquid in the can going into a gas form and then back to a liquid, it gets very cold. Yeah. Butane is very temperature sensitive. So you may not be able to light that light. Well, first of all, it's not safe to light it. You've got to let it, the uh, butane <laughs> evaporate for five minutes. But when you get your lighter to be cold from filling, it's going to take a little while to light. And this brings us to the different housings and what the advantages are to both. In the case of the uh, Vertigo Cyclone, it's a plastic body. The plastic is much less sensitive to temperature. In the case of the Black Label Dictator, it's a metal housing. So when you fill the Black Label Dictator, this doesn't want to light for the first 35 to 40 seconds. It's got to come back up to temperature. You hold it in your hand. So don't panic. Oh, I just lit my lighter. It's not working. Heat it back up in your hand if it's cold. And that extra heat will allow for better combustion on the butane. Which also I notice here in the New England winters, when you get into your car, if you left your lighter in the car overnight, it won't light right away. Right. It's cold. Gotta, so I got to hold on to it for a little while before it will start to light. Yeah, it's too cold. So whenever you're having lighter issues, always remember the acronym GHOST, gas, check your gas, hang it upside down when you fill it. You also want to hang it upside down when you bleed it. You want to make sure that you're getting oxygen into where that combustion tank is. And when he says upside down, he means upside down, not on a 45-degree angle, yeah. completely right. straight upside down. If you put that to a 45-degree angle and bleed it, the gas is going to come out. Right. So you, you go straight up and down, and you bleed it, and only propellant comes out. A little teeny bit of gas, but almost all propellant. Check your spark, and then make sure that your timing on the lighter is correct with how quickly you're igniting it. Now, some other issues that people have come into is they bring their lighter into me. I open it up, and you can see this guy has been misproperly lighting his cigar because inside his little, uh, when you open it up, inside there you can see ash and everything that's inside, which means he was hanging his cigar right over it, not away from it, and toasting the cigar away mm -hmm. from it. He actually has it right on top of it, which is not the way to light a mm -hmm. cigar to begin with, but that's what he did. So at that point, we will blow on it and try to blow all the ash out we can. Uh, if, if you have the nerve to end up uh, squeezing the fuel inside and blowing out, if you get a can of air, even better, mm. that'll blow it out. Mm. But you want to clean it out. Sometimes Toothbrush I'll, works, too, just to get that yeah. extra grime that's in there. Sometimes I'll look inside in that little spot that's hanging over it. You look at it, and it's corroded. Mm -hmm. uh, because ash and everything that went on it, and it's just a mess that it's on here. And then I'll take that little screwdriver and actually scrape oh. yeah. that little wire. Yeah, Get the yeah. carbon there, off. And you'll see it come right off as soon as you start scraping it, and now the spark is there. It, there wasn't a spark because it was covered up with soot, and, and now the spark is there again, so there's, there's a chance I've, to even save that. I've been asked the question many times, well, why do you have to make an adjustment to that sparker? Shouldn't it always work? And the answer is, as you're burning... That flame, at however many hundreds of degrees it is, a little bit of that igniter burns off. I mean, fractions of fractions right. of millimeters burns off. So eventually it becomes short enough to ground out to the outside housing. And that's why even on a, a lighter, if you're lighting lots and lots of cigars like I do, I have to make adjustments to my lighters periodically to get that spark to stop back sparking yeah. because the sparker itself gets a little too short. This, is, this, this repair part and this taking care of your lighter... 
doesn't take minutes. It takes seconds. Hmm. It's only a couple of seconds that you actually have to take heriolitis. And in the, in, the, in the sake of a lot of people that have a draw full of these lighters, yeah, it's going to be a few minutes to take care of all your lighters. Refill them all. There's also things of old butane that sit in your, your lighter that's in your draw, and it's butane that's been sitting there for a long time. In that case, I would tip my lighter right side up, not upside down, hmm. and bleed out all the old fuel. Yeah. Clean it out the, completely. And, you, and, and it's, it's, like, it's like flushing your radiator at that point. You're going to bleed, bleed it out with the lighter correctly, you know, right side up, drip all that fuel out, fill it, bleed it out one more time because yeah. that butane liquid will get in there and help pick up Clean some of those out. impurities and now fill it up yeah. and bleed it properly. Yeah, you've got to bring it back good to, to go. life. Um, during the Christmas season where we have a lot of people coming in for gifts and things like that, we will bleed out every single lighter we have in the store that's on display. Yep. Every single one of them out, hmm. empty them all out, refill them all up, adjust them and everything because when you're showing somebody a lighter, you want to click it, you want it to light the first time and show them how nice it is. It, it's a hard sale retail-wise to show somebody, oh, geez, i got to make an adjustment here. Or they're looking at it and saying, okay, this is a problem right off the bat. Yeah. And they'll pick a lighter that they don't like necessarily because it lit the first time. Right. So we make every one of them light the first Smart. time. Yeah. Now, you've got other lighters out there. We don't recommend, Smart. we've said it before, lighting your cigar with a Zippo. But if you have Zippo lighters that aren't working, they're very basic. You've got a flint, so you're looking for spark. You have liquid fuel that you pour into the reservoir at the bottom, that little cotton that's at the bottom. You fill and, it in cotton up. And yeah. you have a wick. Now, the easiest way to get that lighter to work, if you have spark and you know you filled it, the wick may not have had time to draw that fuel up. So just a couple of drops of lighter fluid on the wick itself on the top will get you primed. Here we go. And then spark it, and it should light. And do not light your cigars with a Zippo. Yeah, because you're going to taste the Zippo fuel. It's not a clean you're burning fuel. You're going to draw it through your cigar. and the, Just because you lit it for one second. But the, the first second, it's going to taste lousy, and then it'll be good. No. Yeah. The whole Fair. time, it drew through the whole thing, Ugh. and it's lighter fluid through the whole cigar. It's so bad. I don't even care if it's a cheap cigar. It just ruins it. Ruins it. Yeah. it ruins it. The most, the most common problem that I've seen with Zippos is on the wheel that, that you use to get the, the flint. I notice that can sometimes... Well, it's usually because the flint is running low and it's time to replace the flint. Uh, <clears throat> just stay away from, the, yeah, from that. Bad. As a cigar smoker, if you're, you're a cigarette smoker, I guess it doesn't matter. Zippo, early on when, when the cigar boom was going on, they would say, use your Zippo to light a cigar and here's how you do it. You, you flick it, you got the thing burning, let it burn for about 10 seconds, now light your cigar with it. So I tried it to see will it, the, most of it goes away, but still, as you draw it in, there it is, and you have changed the taste, especially it on It tastes mild. like diesel fuel. Yeah. Which is why I don't use matches, because when you light up a match, you'll get that same yeah. that, that taste of the, that initial light. The sulfur. The yeah. sulfur. Thank you. Yeah. So you want to keep your cigar as pure as possible. The purest, cleanest fuel is a jet flame lighter. It's the butane, good, clean butane yep. is better than, than a match. Now, if you say, geez, but I, I just want a soft flame, and this is the way I want to do it. There's certainly soft flame lighters that use butane gas, or you could get a little piece of wood that comes inside the um, boxes of cigars. Mm -hmm. it, it's called a spill, see the spill. You get a little piece of that. Mm -hmm. With your match, you light the see the spill. Now you don't have sulfur because mm. you've transferred it over there. But what is easier? The greatest thing. Yeah. The greatest thing ever. I remember when they first came out, I was in the business. The jet flame lighter was introduced in the early 90s. 
I'm like, oh my God, there is a better way. Hmm. There yeah. it is. Well, you have a you have a bit of wind resistance with jet flame lighters. Now, what one yeah. feature on this dictator is that it is flame windproof, wind resistance. It isn't wind. That's it an awful windproof. lot of wind. <laughs> wow! It is windproof. And when it, you know when you need an expert to show the act of blowing. There's nobody better than Mr. Jonathan at that. Here we go. <laughs> Which brings us to uh, mailbag. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I, I need some help on maybe this is an Italian word that I understand. It looks like a misspelling of broccoli. That's brajol. Okay, thank you. Uh, this message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and Ravi writes... Loved seeing Tommy Grella back on the show. Yes. It was the nice end segment where Barry tossed up a lob for Tommy to slam back at Jonathan over Brajul had me looking forward to the episode when Dave is out of town. I almost had to pull over. I was laughing so hard. Keep up the great work. The Brajol, the rolled meat. <laughs> I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> yeah. I had a feeling of what it was, yeah. but I didn't know what it was. Oh, you had a feeling. All right. <laughs> yeah. I was sorry to have missed Tommy. I listened to the podcast. Yeah. Great show. He's a good guy. You guys yeah. have good banter Popped there. It was good. Yeah. He says he's coming back. Not full time, but he's going to come back when he comes around. Uh, and I, I, I actually, for some reason, expected him to show up today. But yeah. didn't happen. Didn't happen. So uh, that's, the, that's the lighter thing. And um, can, can I ask, how did, you, how did you gain this intel? I mean, did, did manufacturers teach this to you? Did it come just through experience? Like, it's how did you ex- learn these? Yeah, it's, it's all experience. You know what it is? <laughs> when you own a cigar shop and you own that many lighters, yeah. if you screw up, you just grab another lighter. <laughs> uh, for me, it's, it's, you know, you get, you get days in the wintertime, you know, maybe there's a snowstorm or whatever, and there's nothing to do. Yeah. And you got the lighter that's sitting there that was set aside that didn't work, you know, the store lighter. Yeah. And I started taking them apart. And really looking at how the inner workings worked, mm. you know, there's there's a couple of other tricks. When a lighter breaks in, you get about a year into it, it may you may not be able to turn it up high enough, right? Because the it's all the internal workings have just been expanded and contracted over the heat. So you've got to play with the governor on the lighter, which and is there's a little. You take the adjustment wheel off. And underneath, how high or low you can do it. It makes it so you can only go between this and this. Right. Uh, for safety, so you don't uh, so blow you yourself that. up. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't recommend removing the governor completely and leaving it off, but you can pop the governor off and give yourself a quarter of a turn huh. on it, push it back down, yeah. and then see if you can turn the lighter up all the way to a safe level. So that little rubber grommet is called a governor? No, underneath the, the rubber grommet. Okay, okay. The, metal, that one. metal cog. The, metal, the metal cuff. Yep. Okay. That's yeah. the governor. Cool. So it makes it so it can only go so high and so low. Yeah. You get why, why, they, why you would want to have it go so low. I mean, you turn the lighter up as high as you can safely have it up always. That's what I do. I got two, two things before we hit the break here. Is, is, well, number one, you, this is great because you answered my question. My biggest problem with, with uh, jet-fueled lighters is in the past, now I know what I was doing incorrectly. I was not holding it correctly upside down, and I was not getting a, f- a full fill. Yeah, and it was killing me. Like, and really, you're jamming you're jamming propellant in when you're at 45 degrees. Yeah. It's got to be completely yep. upside down, and that's why and let the propellant be at the very top yep. in the can and pushing most pushing of the fuel it down. down. Brilliant, <clears throat> brilliant. You you start getting to the low end of the can of fuel. Now you're probably adding propellant and right gas. So yeah. you know, looking to get the last couple drops left inside the can, 
probably not a good idea. <laughs> You're right, right. You yeah, know, you it's pretty much it. gone. Let yeah, it go. It's, f- it's five bucks for another one. Just yeah. pay the five bucks and you go. <clears throat> and my other question is, out of everyone that comes to you with a quote-unquote broken lighter, how many are actually broken? None. 1%. Is that right? 1%. Almost none. Amazing. Yeah. It, it's very, very rare, and if somebody dropped it and broke it or whatever, and you know, you got, you got uh, companies out there offering lifetime guarantees type of thing. Almost all that stuff that would come back as lifetime guarantees is fixed at the register, and it's fine. There you go. You know, it's, here's what's wrong. Well, I don't like it anymore or whatever. Well, that's a different story, of, but there's nothing wrong with it. Um, when, it, when it comes to Jonathan, I mean, and I highly recommend you don't put it in your pants and, and wash your pants and dry your pants with your lighter inside there filled. Yeah. But done it. Yeah, six done times. It still works. Still lights up every yeah. time. Yep. I mean, there's not even a problem with the jets. I'm crying out loud. Yeah, they're clean. They're clean because they, they've been washed and dried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they're remarkable. Um, remarkable tools for the low price they are. It's like a cigar when people say, oh, that $10 cigar, and when you go to the factory and you see what goes into it, cigar should be $20, $50, $100 a piece. And when you look at these lighters like this and what goes into them, these lighters should be hundreds of dollars yes, a piece. Yes, they should. And they're, they're, you know, in that uh, sake, it's $10, $12. And, and in this black label that we're doing, there you have something at $100. But piece of jewelry here. Yeah, this is a piece of jewelry. And it is actually windproof. I thought this was a wind-resistant lighter. There's a difference. Wind resistance is, is pretty much any jet lighter is resistant to wind. It's going to fight. You're out in a the, in the windy day or something, and you, yeah. your jet lighter works, and, and your regular flame lighter doesn't work. Wind-proof lighters, you can blow on them and everything, and the, and the jet is so strong. It's a coil uh, based in there somewhere that it's still staying. This, keeping it lit. this particular lighter... Uh, relies on a little bit of aerodynamics, like a wing, and it has the air flow over the part of the flame that it's yes. not blowing out. This does not have a coil. And it's still wind re- windproof to that degree. Yeah, because I know you can blow this one out by blowing straight over the top. <laughs> really hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it, it works a little bit like a wing to keep it. That's the shape of the... Um, the lid. This feels good at your hand. It does. It's not a thick body to it. This is a nice, nice lighter. Black label. It's good. So I hope you got something out of that. That is uh, lighter maintenance and repair. Tell me you don't learn something on the show. Every time. You got something. Every ghost, time. baby. Ghost. There we go. Ghost. Remember ghost. Say what it is again. What's Gas, it? hang, oxygen, spark, and timing. You invented that. I invented that. So ghost your lighters, and you're going to have no problem with them. <laughs> ghost your lighters. That thing can stick. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, um, your lighter is fixed. Everything's working properly. Now you need to learn how to light the cigar properly. We're going to light the next cigar up. Uh, I don't know if it's going to draw the next cigar that we're going to smoke because I actually roll these cigars myself a lot of years ago. There's five cigars ever made, and we're going to smoke them when we come back. So stick around, everybody. We're live at the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios, high atop a two-guy smoke shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you happen to be smoking your United Limited Edition 2012, which either means you bought it early or you were part of the cigar care package, it's the one with the star on the end. Always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth.
truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Vancana. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This is a little bit of shake. Is the Cigar Authority. And great. The authority on everything cigar. In. Get used to hearing it. And out of the cigar industry. Do it. With your hosts. That's a lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. Well, then, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the ball, babe. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, hey, Zeus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Barry Stein. That's what I love about these high school girls. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. Is this your place? No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh. Yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma! we get some meatloaf? It's time to light them up. There's no smoking in here. It's time. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer fireman. For the Cigar Authority. Hey, shake and bake, gal. Yeah. Woo! Shake and bake! And we're back with our number two, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. we got another old cigar to light up, but be, not before lighting it properly. Oh, yeah, there's proper ways to cut and light your cigar, and we're going to talk about that. And uh, because most people actually get it wrong, but we're going to get it right. Welcome back, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. You are listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, or Podbean. 
where you can set it and forget it. Okay, I have a box of Cohibas here, and that's what we're going to light up. Uh, handmade in the Dominican Republic, a Cohiba. It says Extra Vigoroso. It is not the Cohiba Extra Vigoroso. It is a box that they put the cigar in. This is actually a cigar um, rolled on January 11th, 2004. Rolled on January 11th, 2004. Twelve, well, yeah, 12 years ago. Close. 12 years ago. And every cigar was rolled by me. And uh, a quick story about what happened here is I went down with a group of retailers. They were the top 10 Dominican Cohiba retailers across the country. And we all got together um, in 2004, and we were brought down there by Edgar Kalman. He was the owner of General Cigar at the time, the late, great Edgar Kalman. And he said, uh, I want to uh, send you down on a trip. And this is not a vacation, but a working trip. And am I willing to do it? And I said, of course. So I went down and uh, met with all the other retailers that were there, 10 of us in in total. And he said, "Um, next year is the 25th anniversary of the brand Cohiba. So we want to produce an unbelievable Cohiba, and we want you group to actually come up with a concept, the pricing, the packaging, the design, the name, everything as a group. And then we're going to put this out to everybody. And I said, okay, I'm definitely part of it. Uh, Cohiba, 25 years old. This is going to be a big deal. So let's get to work. And it was work. And they taught us the history of Cohiba and how that whole thing started to let us know everything. They brought their blenders in, the tobacco they brought in, and they had us taste the tobacco. When I mean taste, taste it in our mouth. mouth. The actual leaf. Leaf. Taste it. Let me tell you about the tobacco. And this tobacco that was there was what was left from the Partagas 150 tobacco. So they said, this is the best thing that we have in the whole wide world, and this is what we're thinking of doing with it, and there's only smaller ones, and the sizes are going to be Robusto. So uh, we want to teach you everything about it, including um, um, the different blends, blending, meaning this is the tobacco we're going to use, but... This could be the binder, and this could be filler, and this filler could be binder, and this, and so we're going to have you taste some little different cigars of different things, and we went through that whole process, and um, we decided that which was the best, which was a consensus of it's best if you use this as filler and binder, and this is why, and they agreed completely, too. So they said, okay, um, it's day one or two or whatever it was, and we're here all week. But we're going to actually teach you how to roll the cigars, and everybody's got to make five cigars. So rolling five cigars, me, and we're talking about bunching, wrapping, doing everything, with somebody standing next to me the whole time was a whole day project. Wow. It took a day to make five cigars. Did you use a Lieberman? I believe so. Okay. I believe so. I'm not for, positive. For those, so long ago. for those that don't know, a Lieberman is you take the binder leaf, and you lay it down over this rubber, press, yeah, rubber press. press. Yeah. And then you place the filler within that, and you use the machine to create the binder and filler roll. It yeah. basically creates a basic shape. Yeah. And then you put it into the molds, and you wait 45 minutes, and you turn it a quarter turn so it's molded properly. And somebody was standing over every single aspect. And when I say roll five cigars, I ended up with five cigars that we had to end up with. I rolled a whole bunch, but <laughs> it was like, no way, no way, no way. And it was all of us. You know, None of us yeah. were, were, were all selling cigars, the top uh, sales stores that sold the brand, but not necessarily 
good at rolling now, the cigars. Now, quick, in perspective, your, your professional cigar roller can do how many cigars in a day? 300. All right. <laughs> so I got five. Well, they can, they can roll 300 good ones like Dave rolled five good ones. Right. They can do 500 right. if the quality doesn't matter. They physically can mm-hmm. produce that many. Yeah. So take one down, pass it, and, and there'll be one cigar left. I think it goes to Sean. It's his birthday it's here his birthday. today. Yes. So he'll get the last one. This may be a gift. This may be, you know. I like a, this. Take a, one down, pass it around. Maybe okay. a, a booby prize. That could be, again, I have no idea if it's going to draw. I hope it's going to draw. Um, we're talking 12 years ago um, and never smoked since that day. You know, we smoked a bunch of cigars while we were there. I smoked none of the uh, ones that I had uh, rolled. There was only five. It's pretty ugly. It's um, the roll seamless though. You can't even see the the seams of the roll. Yeah, but it's it all is the one used. Ug- yeah, it's one ugly wrapper. Yeah, it because the wrapper was thirty years old then. You know, this wow. was Potagus one fifty. This so was so it's forty two years old. Yeah, then. I mean, this is old old tobacco. This is really uh, it smells cedary, and that might have been the tobacco that was there. But, yeah. It's, Look at it's, the cellophane, too. Yeah. yeah. Cellophane's all yellow. yellow. My name is on all the cellophane they put on there. That's cool. And I, ha- I actually have five more that have my mother's name on it because she was with me, and she did five cigars, and I still have her five, but they're not mine to pass out. So uh, the there cold, it is. The cold drawer tastes like freshly cut grass. Yeah. It, I, I've been smelling it, and I want to sneeze. So I'm, yeah, I'm holding back I'm, and sneeze. I'm close. Yeah. It's close. So uh, never mind what the box says. It, it has a, uh, a Cohiba Extra Vigoroso band on it, but that was just to apply a band to it because we were designing the band. We were designing the whole thing. So the question is, what happened to this project? So we decided on this was the blend, but that's as far as it went. Nobody would agree, and we have strong retailers here that were very... Well, let me let me just yeah. venture a guess here. You had... Uh... Several type A personalities. Yes, everyone that was there. And everybody's opinion is a fact. That's it. They present it as such. Nobody would, would, would concede to anything. And it went on and on and on for many days until Edgar Kalman stood up one day and said, okay, everybody, you guys can't agree on the price. You can't agree on the packaging. You can't agree on the name. You can't agree on anything on this. We are scrapping this idea right now. Everybody go home. He was... Mad. Wow. It's over because this is going nowhere. And because nobody would bend. Nobody would cross to the other person. You know, all right, I'm going to cave in a little bit. No, there were 10 completely different decisions, and nobody was breaking off because mine was right. And <laughs> I'm course. sure everybody <laughs> thought theirs was right, and that was it. Wow. That's and it. Uh, um, so they said, okay, we're scrapping it. You never saw Cohiba 25th anniversary come out. It never did. But what did come out was Potagus 160. And this became Potagus 160. The whole project, every tobacco leaf that was there, the blend and everything is Potagus 160, but it became not Cohiba, wow. but Potagus 160, and that was the end of it. So uh, is it a Cohiba? Is it a Potagus? Is it whatever? It's nothing. It's, it's one ugly <laughs> if you ask me. But it was ugly rapid to begin with. I don't think I pulled it tight enough. Hey, you, you, did, a, you did a decent job on the cap. Yeah. yeah. It's not bad. I don't know. It's pretty bad. It, if this was out there and it was a $12 cigar, nobody would ever buy it. It's yes. just no way. 
But the tobacco is phenomenal. Yeah, we'll see what ends up happening. So uh, let's give it a cut and light, and there's a proper way to cut it, and we're going to quickly say what that is. You've got to, especially on this guy, you've got to look and find where the cap is, which is pretty <laughs> tough, and you cut above the cap. You don't cut close to the band and cut that all off because the only thing connecting this whole thing together, because I rolled it. I know the only part of the glue uh, pectin that, that's holding it together, this whole thing is there, and I promise you if you cut below this thing, it's going to just totally fall apart, as every cigar would. Yeah. But I know on this one, because I actually did it. So let's give it a cut. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all the other cigar brands were raising prices, and they all have been raising prices, and again, Perdomo didn't. Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax, and actually lowered their prices. Pronomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. So, and if you cut a cigar the right way, you should have just the cap left. Yeah. With no tobacco. What a draw, so David. So it looks just like a beanie. Draw. What a draw. Does yours draw? Excellent. Really? This draws like Barry, a Pernomo. Yours is drawing? <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Sean, are you lighting yours or not yet? You like it draws. That's good. Yep. Jeez, I got five out of five that drew. Nice. That was the biggest thing. If it wasn't going to draw, what was I going to say? But that was it. There's not an extra one, so that's all there is here. Well, I think it's appropriate that we're using this particular lighter, given that story, because you had ten dictators all trying to dictate their opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And this is why the project never went off. You really only can ever have one dictator, and that is the black label dictator. It is a flat flame lighter. This is the latest and greatest out of Black Label with their flat flame series. It's got a, a double wide tank compared to the original one. It's twice as much fuel. The original one held about two and a, two and a half boxes of matches. This is about five boxes of matches in your hand. Okay. You got an awful lot of lights out of it. So how we're going to light it is we're going to keep the flame away from the cigar. We're not going to actually stick it right onto the thing. We're actually, how far am I away from this? Two, oh, two, three inches? Yeah, two inches, yeah. Two inches away so that you can't see where the tip of the flame is on this lighter right. because it's a flat flame. You can't see, but you guess where the tip would be, and then you're having the tip touch the, uh, the end of the cigar. And I'm painting it on because we have a flat flame lighter, but if you have a regular jet flame lighter doing you know, it. You regular people. You, you're moving around the cigar. You can either turn the cigar while you're doing it, if you have a soft flame or if you have a jet flame, you're actually going around the cigar, the whole circumference in the center to try to equally light the cigar all the way around. Yep. If you do, and you had a normal cigar, it would probably burn properly all the way through. Again, on this cigar, I have no idea because, unfortunately, I'm the guy that did it. And then the last thing you do is take a drawer on it with the flame still on it, and the cigar should light up. Which it did. I am pleasantly surprised. <coughs> Barry is dying. Yeah. Yes. I'm pleasantly surprised. I accidentally inhale. Don't inhale, buddy. It's actually not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. It's drawing, and it, and it seems like, besides being rough looking, it, That's it's, like, it's like a regular cigar. That is yummy. It's old. You had a Podigus 150 before. Yeah. We had it on show. the show before. Did we? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure yeah. you were here. And it was upstairs, too. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. We yep. st- when it used to be oh, over maybe here. maybe when it was over there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You should remember, my God, if you had one. Do you remember five years ago yesterday? 
I do. Only because of your Facebook posts. <laughs> yes. Imagine that. Five years ago, Barry Stein was the guest on the Cigar Authority phoning in. We never met you. We didn't know who you were. I listened to the whole interview yesterday. Yeah, I tried to listen to the whole yeah. interview yesterday. Your accent is awesome. <laughs> it was t- terrible. Yeah. I thought you did a good job, and we had interviewed so many bloggers in a row, and we That's ended right. up giving it, giving it up because bloggers are writers, and what I wasn't getting out of them was any conversation. Mm-hmm. You were the exception to it because here it was. I listened to it, and I believe we said that after. Wow, yeah. we, we got a good one out of this. But the majority of them could not have a conversation. And you came right on to beating up the Red Sox. And do you know who you are? That's who you were then. That's who you are now. Nothing has changed uh, besides your accent went away a little bit. Is that a good thing or a bad it's thing? Good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Listen, you, you have the, who you are is who you are. If you listen to who I was interviewing you, who Jonathan was interviewing you, we were the same people we are too. So it was actually uh, – I had a smile on my face after listening to it. And I said, this is who we are. And – that's it, you yeah. know, and uh, it should be no surprise uh, when you started working for me who you got mm-hmm. because it was the same guy asking you the same type of questions mm-hmm. and questioning you on things, and I got the same guy that I interviewed too because yeah. that's mm-hmm. who you are, and uh, it was awesome. So cool. I typically don't tell you to go back and listen to old shows because <laughs> we have someone improved, but there's one to, to listen to only for the – Go an hour into it, and that's when Barry comes on not, on the second hour. Not to be the dead horse, but there, was there like a can on the table or something that like Echo-y? a speaker? There was an yeah. echo in the background of it. It yeah. almost sounded like my conversation was being played over a speaker. Yes. Oh, I know why. Because it was. That was before we got the Bose Tower. We physically had a speaker. We had the PA speaker. It was a, a DJ speaker just on the floor, and it had surround sound, and it affected the microphone. I thought there was something when we talked to somebody over the phone. Yeah, it's some... also the phone line, too, because that was back when. Oh, was that on the radio? Yeah. So there was a loop because you were, you were di- physically dialing so in the radio. we had a producer back at the station yes, who was yes. instructing, all right, when Dave talks, you have to pot Barry down on the mixer. Otherwise, there's going to be that that feedback, okay. yeah. that, well, that, we, that echo. We tap into the radio station, and oh, what yeah. a nightmare. What do you mean? It's like, oh, my God. Just, oh, it was bad. Yeah. So, and that was another reason why we ended up stop, stopping to do that. And we still don't even have it uh, down flat. You know, I, I see some other shows and stuff. And they have people constantly uh, via Skype or via uh, whatever it is, and, and they pull it off. But we, have, we like to have the people in studio yeah. to have less mm-hmm. issues that end up, you know, we want lots of guests and stuff, but we, we don't go to it because there's just too much complications that happen to it. When we have to, we have to, but um, that, that's a big reason why we're not always having somebody on there. But as far as the bloggers go, uh, Barry, you were on top of it, and uh, you knew your stuff. It was, it was awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing I heard you say is the cigar you, you uh, thought was the worst cigar you ever smoked that I didn't know of. Andretti. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that. Anything to do with the race car driver, Andretti? I think it had something to do with somebody within his family. Yeah? Um, I don't think it had anything to do with Mario himself. Yeah. But it tasted like under-fermented tobacco. You gave it a 50 rating wow, or something like terrible. that? Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the conversation we had earlier. You always remember your worst meal. Yeah, yeah. You remember your worst cigar. Wow. So that's interesting. That was a pregame conversation for our listeners. Yes, yeah. that was. Good content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our good stuff. So, uh, yeah, that, that's the story of this cigar. And uh, 12 years is enough to wait, I guess, mm-hmm. to finally light it up. And it, it's over, so I can never go back to this. It's, mm-hmm. it's done. Uh, I do have my mother's, and who knows, maybe someday, but... Um, 
This is the uh, Potagus 50, later to be known as the Cohiba 25th anniversary that never happened, uh, later to become the Potagus 160, and all of which are history. So Pretty effing good. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. No, not bad. White ash, huh? It's yeah. done a white, white ash. The drawer is good. The taste is good. A um, little bit of an uneven burn. On mine, I don't know if you guys are experiencing that burning up the side yeah. a little bit. I caught yeah. it up it's, twice. It's a b- bad roll. So, how does it feel to have Mr. Garofalo's stick in your mouth? Here we go. Oh my god! <laughs> you know what? I wasn't going to read this next mailbag. I was gonna. I was about to shuffle it to the bottom of the pile, but you just you earned this one. And this is Cameroon. You know, this outside wrapper is is thirty year old Cameroon. Then. Okay, what do you got? The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and Rue writes. Rue. Hello. Not Rudy. Rue. Rue. R-U-E. From Canada. Hello, no. Southern Canadians. Ah, of course. I've been following your show for some time and made some observations I would like to comment on. Please. First, I'd ask fellow listeners to please lay off Mr. Jonathan, which is spelled wrong, by the way. There's not two H's in my name. It's just the one H. But I'll let it slide because you're not picking on me. Uh, Why does he get so much hate mail and personal attacks? I don't think he deserves it. He seems likable enough. He's trying his best, and that's all you can ask a person to do, regardless of how they perform. That's kind of a backhanded compliment there, (laughs) Rue. So how much did you pay Rudy to write this? I didn't pay anybody, and I'm not convinced this is Rudy. Uh, in my opinion, he just bashed me. In my opinion, I believe it is uh, it is that Fu Manchu wearing Barry Stein that should be getting the brunt of people's anger. Oh, my oh. goodness. Who does he think he is coming in after four years thinking he's all that? He sits there looking up answers to the classic three-way questions on his laptop, oh, acting all high and mighty, and all he ever does is give us bad news. Like I need that added to my pain living here in the great white north. His cigar reviews are humorous. I'll give you that. They make me laugh. All he does is compare cigar flavors to cakes, candies, and breakfast cereals. (laughs) Is there anything wrong with that? I especially like when he tries to say cinnamon. (laughs) Go ahead, Barry. Try it right now. I need another laugh. Synonym. There we go. (laughs) I would like to start a hate Barry Stein campaign right now. Come on, listeners. Let Barry get as good as he gives. Thank you for listening. I love the show. As always, stay smoky, my friends. Rue from Canada. Jonathan has always tried to give to me, but I never let him. Yeah? Give what? Well, you don't remember how you tried to give it to me one time and I didn't allow you? What are we talking about? I'm very uncomfortable <laughs> with this conversation. Uncomfortable. Awkward <laughs> oh, style. I'm spoken for, Jonathan. <clears throat> are you? All right. Uh, one time, huh? Let's get a little debonair. Oh. And I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at my um, emails that have come, not emails, um, text. text messages that are coming in. I just got a text from Phil Zangie. I got a text a little earlier from somebody else in the cigar industry and somebody else. They all know that 12 to 2, this is what it is. It's off limits. But maybe they're looking for me to say something and mention their name. But, uh, Phil, we're going to talk about you in the the, uh, segment that's coming up of Cigar News for sure because he wants to know what I think. Uh I think a lot. So I want to talk about that too. But right now it's time to be debonair and gentlemanlike. And live in person is Gentleman Chuck Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? Gentlemen, I 
gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, talking about not only action, but inaction. You're not only responsible for your actions, you're responsible for your inactions. Doing the right thing may be hard, but not doing anything is not a choice for a true gentleman. Some examples to consider. What could you have done differently? Could you have done something better? What potential opportunity may have been missed? When you not only look at the actions that you did take, but potential actions that you did not take to improve yourself, to be more gentlemanly-like, that, my friend, is where you step to the next level and become debonair. So ask yourself, not just what you did, but what you did not do that potentially you should have done. That's The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by our good friends at Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question always is, gentlemen, are you debonair enough? Sounds like the uh, Peter Parker syndrome, Spider-Man, what he should have done that he didn't do. Well played. Huh? Well played. There we go. There we go. And we'll be talking about Phil Zangi and debonair in a segment later on in the show. You're going to want to hear this for sure. And um, right now, let's go back to the mailbag. All right. This is our good friend, Andy, from Texas. Uh, He has some uh, words about boy bands. The following message also submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. I'm not a big Beatle fan and have passion to defend them, but come on. Just because girls screamed for the Beatles doesn't mean they were a boy band. Girls screamed for the doors. The assertion is frankly outrageous. It is outrageous. Furthermore... Even their first few releases, not only did the Beatles write their own songs, not typical of manufactured artists, but their music was rooted in Buddy Holly, Chuck Berry, Carl Perkins, and others who were not necessarily archetypical boy bands. Wow, archetypical. He went, he went this deep. That's a big word. $64 <laughs> word right there, Andy, I, and from you Texas. Po- uh, and you Barry, Google that. Uh, <laughs> well, How do you spell it? <laughs> yeah. While only very marginally arguable on their earliest releases, once past the album Help, the boy band assertion is completely inarguable and absurd, writes Andy from Texas. Andy from Texas, you're right, and I was a Beatles fan. I am a Beatles fan, and it was ridiculous. And I got, um, we maybe got a, a few uh, messages like that, but personal messages of people coming in and saying it to me, I got a lot. Yeah? Local people that came in and said, the Beatles, a boy band, are you kidding me? <laughs> so they're listening. That's fine. I still yeah. think they were the first ever boy band. They are not. Are they the greatest band ever? They are. They have yeah, to be, right? without a doubt. Yeah. And that would be a boy band? No, they're the greatest but band. But the guy even acknowledges with the album Help, they kind of were a boy band, but grew out of it. Because why did he say after Help? So he's almost saying like at Help, they were a boy well, band. Well, listen, they were, they were a band of all boys. They wrote their own music and played the instruments. Mm-hmm. That's great. But they weren't considered great instrumentalists. It's not like Jimi Hendrix. Right. All right, Jim, so I would say Jimi Hendrix George was ha- not. Although George Harrison, is, to me, is one of the greatest guitar players of all time. That's a bit of a stretch. I mean, listen to him. Yeah, that's uh, a bit of a stretch. To solo stuff. Wow. It's phenomenal. Guitar. 
Chili wheat. Don't quit your day job. So, yeah, anyways. <laughs> anyway, and, uh, the new Love OM commercial, still not ready as they would be. That's the, the uh, Miami Is that the Dominican way. or the Miami way? It's yeah. the Miami way That's of the life. Miami way, huh? Still not ready, which, which keeps Old Five Freddy in the running. But I understand that we're going to be ready or not. Next week, yeah, for the Labo M commercial, we're gonna right do it now, ourselves. We're gonna do it ourselves. <laughs> we have to uh, because uh, we got old Freddy, old Five Freddy standing by. Though here he comes. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, kids have way too many indoor activities. Video games, iPads, social media are all turning the youth of America into overweight, lazy fat bodies. Trust me, I know. In my day, we played pickup games every day and pocket-sized billiards at night. Mini eight ball, corner pocket. Ah, nice shot. Nowadays, kids are not allowed to touch each other while playing games in school. Or they call out the National Guard. In my day, even marbles was full contact. If you lost yours and had to bring new ones in the game, you had to walk the gauntlet. <coughs> Everyone got one shot with their sack anywhere on your body. Oh, Talk about personal responsibility. Nowadays, there are anti-bullying laws. In-school counseling, student advocates. Kids have more rights than the people that brought them into this world. Let me tell you, in my day, you either paid off the bully, got your ass kicked, or stood up for yourself. I made more than one bully regret going through puberty before the rest of us. Pow! We were full contact, sack-tapping men with a knack for pocket pools. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging rum cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try aging rum cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things... Are better aged, some are not. What the hell happened to kids being seen and not heard? That ain't right. Good writing. I try. I gotta say, good writing. Try. Mr. Jonathan wrote it, and uh, <clears throat> Old Fod Freddy, if you want to meet Old Fod Freddy, you can see him at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. He's Nashua. There almost. Nashua. 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 One of my most memorable Old Fod Freddies that we, that we played over the years was at the J.C. Newman Experience. In their boardroom. Oh, yeah. With Chandelier listening. Oh, God. And it was like the most just uh, derogatory, awkward, yeah, awkward was, yeah. bad. <laughs> Knock down, drag out old fart Freddy. Oh, my God. Well, my mother's been in here when those things played. Good thing she's hard of hearing or she's <laughs> being very debonair and making believe she couldn't hear it yeah. or didn't know what it meant. She it's, hears an awful lot more than she pretends. Oh, I'm sure. Safe to say that the commercial will be the polar opposite. I would, of yes, I would imagine that. It seems to be. It seems to be. We'll see what right. comes out. I want to round out the hate mail trifecta. Okay. So we had a Barry one. We had a me one. Uh-oh. So uh, this, this message, must be on shock. Bring it, baby. This <laughs> message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Sergio writes, thanks, Garofalo. Oh, boy. My Say wife, my last name. That's usually uh, – uh, a real bad one, unless you incorporate my middle name into it or and, something. And but pay close attention to this one, listeners, because <clears throat> you'll hear him say this over and over again. Really? My wife noticed the other day that I keep saying, yeah, 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 when agreeing or not acknowledging <laughs> something. <laughs> really? It took me a while yeah. to realize I picked it up from Dave and listening to the Cigar Authority. He really? says it all the time. <laughs> 
and it's burned into my subconscious. That's my mini awesome. rant. Continue the show, please. We love you guys. Even Mr. Jonathan down here in Miami. Thank you, Sergio. Do I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, I've never heard myself say that. Somebody says something that you agree with, and you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three yes. Yeah. It's got to be three, right? All it's always yes. three. Even the audience is saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's all in which when you're trying to it's what you say now when you're thinking of what you're going to say, you have discovered a way to be able to say something and make it sound like you're paying attention, but you're not. You're thinking about <laughs> what you're going to say and your default setting is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I don't. And I have to go back and hear myself say that. I know. No kidding. Constantly. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I'm blown away by that. Anyway, what do you think of the Cohiba? 25, or what, 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 I don't even know what to call this. Yeah. Uh, the draw, Dave, it, it should be patented. I mean, it's one of the best draws I've ever experienced on a cigar. And it's packed. Yeah. It's packed well. Yeah. The draw is good. Honestly, I, I, I'm not a big fan of the taste. Same here. It's just okay. I would say, you know, you got a too leathery. half decent $5 cigar here. If they, if they were going to charge more than that, oh, they were ripping was... people off. <laughs> There were some people that had high-end stores somewhere, and they said, no, we have to sell it for $25. Now, remember, this is way back. This wow. is in 2004. It's the, it's the, the Cohiba 25th. It's got to be $25. Things were just cresting in 2004, though, so money-wise, oh, money no. wasn't exactly an issue bucks. in 2004. I, I'm like, guys, I'm in New Hampshire. I can't sell $25 Robusto. It's never going to sell, blah, blah, blah. Mm. It's got to be $25. It's Cohiba 25. It, this is where the fight began. Where were you at? Do you remember? Range-wise? Smoking this, hopefully not over $5. No, probably under $10 yeah. is probably where I wanted to be for volume or whatever, but it just kept continuing. Then some people wanted an old-world look, and some people wanted to look highfalutin in a metal box and all kinds of crazy things, and no, this has to be um, the, the new thing, and blah, 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 and it just went downhill from there. So uh, very interesting. In my office, I have a picture of all of us standing there uh, with the Cohiba sign behind us, and that was it. Oh, that was okay. Yeah, you yeah. see it right by yep. the desk. Yeah, that was that day. Yeah, okay, that was it. What was interesting that day is uh, when the whole thing went, and he said, "Okay, that's it. It's over." So we went into a coffee plantation, and there was a hut set up for us, and they were having lunch out there. Cool. And they had people cooking and all the stuff. Well, they had a guy with a big giant wok. First off, he was smashing with this. Um, Big like block a mortar, and, mortar, mortar and, and pestle. And, and breaking up the, the coffee bean and then putting it in this big uh, wok hmm. with sugar and cooking the coffee beans, roasting the coffee beans. Really? The, uh, and then, yeah. Were you in Mao? In Dominican. The farm. Was the farm in Mao? I don't know what Mao when they, It's one of their farms, and when they took a bunch of those bloggers down there, they did exactly that. Really? At one of their farms, and it was under this big rotunda. Yes. And the coffee cooking was just outside yes, the rotunda. exactly. We were in the same place All at right. different times. Yep. So then they cut the coffee beans, and they were pouring the hot water over the coffee beans. Mm-hmm. While they're roasting the coffee beans, all you can smell mm-hmm. was the coffee. It smelled like chocolate awesome. and coffee. Awesome. Oh, my God. I drank so much coffee. I mean... <laughs> I love cigars, but I love coffee more than cigars. Amen. And I was going and going with that coffee. I was wired like crazy, but it was awesome. <laughs> what was the purpose of, uh, of, of, of baking it there on the walk? Just for the aroma? Just for the smell? Or? Well, they you had to roast it somehow. Yeah, oh, you, that's you, how they roasted it. Yeah, they were roasting the beans, and you, you caramelize the sugars in the bean. At the same time, they're adding sugar to yeah. it, enhancing the sweetness and taking out any of the bitter quality 
probably in a wok, you're going to over-roast it a little bit. So you'll have burned sugars. So adding the sugar in is going to soften that burnt flavor. The best coffee I ever drank in my life. The best. And I had a lot of it. I mean, I kept going over and over and over. I'm a, I, I love food. There's no doubt about that. But I, really? I drank more coffee than I ate food. I mean, I wow. was just like, I'm here. I'm in the coffee plantation. It's delicious. I'm going to keep going. And I was, whoa. <laughs> Why? It's $7, damn it. I know. Crazy, crazy. So, all right, let's go to break. Uh, when we come back, what's up in the world of cigars? And more in the mailbag. Lots more coming up. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Savor this moment. The sparks of conversation. The anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this. A cigar that makes this moment classic. Diavo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf. Graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesi and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete Avo line at avo.com. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No. She's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars. Simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine. Stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com.
He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutia of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www www.cigarjournal.co That's cigarjournal.co I'll sign up today. Just a reminder, you can listen to The Cigar Authority every Saturday live. Just tune into thecigarauthority.com at 12 noon Eastern or 9 a.m. specific time if you live on the West Coast. You mean Pacific! No, I mean specific. Specifically at 9 a.m. if you live on the West Coast. That's terrific. I mean specific. There you go. And we are back, live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios, smoking a cigar I rolled 12 years ago this week and never tried it until today. It's one of five ever produced. We'll never see that again. But welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Mr. J, not loving it? Uh, it's kind of horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, I mean, you made it. It's nice you made it. It's burning okay, and, it, and the drawer is very good. And the, it's not falling apart. But taste-wise, awful. Yeah, if you didn't roll it, I would have switched back to the other cigar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about switching back to the other one. The other one was still a little strong for me. But See, the so, other one I liked a lot. So a bad cigar, you can hang on to it for 12 years, and what you have is Isn't, a 12-year-old bad cigar. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily make it better. I'm not having a bad time with it. I, I'd beat it up if it was, if it was awful. It's not I'm, awful. I'm pleasantly surprised that it drew well and it's burning good and I'm not relighting it and mm-hmm. The birthday boy, Sean Rogers, he was just saying it wasn't bad. Yeah, I'm with you, Sean. You know, it wasn't bad, I guess. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. it's, not, it's not good for, <laughs> holy God, we should have 100 of these. Good thing we only made five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, Mr. J, wrap up the mailbag. All right. Uh, Russ writes uh, <coughs> through the Contact Us page of the CigarAuthority.com. Howdy, gentlemen. I'm planning on replacing my main pocket lighter soon as it is giving me some grief. Well, Sean, ghost that bad, Larry. Here we go. First, two Vertigo lighter questions as your show has me sold on them. Number one, what was the Vertigo lighter you mentioned one or two episodes back that was the most reliable lighting of all the Vertigo lighters? And, uh, Russ, to that I would say it would be the Cyclone or the Cyclone 2. We kind of featured those back-to-back, so both of those are absolute rock-solid lighters that have been through my washer and dryer many times. $10 and $12, respectively. And they, they light up every time. And question two, a question for each of you. What is your favorite of the Vertigo lighters? I love this black label, Flat Flame. If you want to call that a Vertigo lighter, fabulous. Fabulous. The new one that you were showing me that we don't even have yet. That we're getting. Um, that's that's wh- the that's my answer, because if we're going to stick with Vertigo, yeah. this is the Intimidator. We don't even carry the thing yet. Do you have they, one? I have one. Oh, I got it as a, as a present from the folks at Vertigo to see if I liked it, and I don't like it. I love it. <laughs> it is uh, $29.99. The flame changes color. It's four jets. And you want to talk about Now, they listen to the show. We've been talking it's about big-ass tanks. So they said, oh, no, Mr. J. <laughs> <laughs> Those are not big-ass. This is big ass. Whoa. It's about four times the size wow. of a Vertigo Cyclone. It looks like a grenade. And you know what? The, <laughs> it does, it look, does like look a little bit like a grenade. And you may think, you know what? A five-inch long lighter <laughs> wow. is, is too long. But look at this. The neck bends. It fits comfortably in your pocket with that bend. Boom, you don't even know what's in there. And people will think you're happy to see them. I am. <laughs> Say you're doing, you're doing a cigar event for a couple hundred people, and they all needed their cigar lit because they forgot to bring lighters like right. happens all the time at big events. They don't bring their tools with them. You're all set. You can light Last everybody. Last night was shed night, and okay. we had 12 dudes there. Where were you at a show from shed night, by the way? Everybody smoked at least four cigars. So we had 12 people, four cigars each. Is that 48? 48. Yeah. 48 cigars lit. And I just showed you that it's still lighting right here. Didn't refill it, nothing. Nothing. And I showed everybody after they lit their first cigar wrong. I showed them all. I ran a little cigar tasting class, showed them all how to properly light it. So this thing was on for a while last night. I love it. And it's still rocking and rolling. It is awesome. I have to have one. We don't even carry it. We will be carrying it. We will. And it's an awesome. The order's going out. It's big. I'll weigh in with my favorite. This is Russ. Russ, okay. Which is the Vertigo Venom. Because I like that the three jets are lined up in a straight line. Like uh, a paintbrush. Yeah. Yeah. However, I do like the design of the Dictator, which has a very similar flame, much better. So the one I but like pricey. Is, but pricey, yes. is Lost. So I might actually be picking up a lighter today. You it's, lost it. It's the one that uh, it kind of has like a, um, a crevice that where you can rest the cigar in it. It's got a light on the bottom, like a little... Uh, oh, the Illuminator. They don't make it anymore, right? Come yeah, on. It's discontinued. Yeah, they don't make the Illuminator anymore. You know why? People are getting off single jets. They want more than one jet. Yeah. So Vertigo is, is complying with people's requests. It's multi-purpose. It acted as like a little cigar stand, so you could rest yep. your cigar on it. It had the light. Yeah. Light. Pretty uh, cool. Pretty if cool. I, uh, I have mine in my car, I'll give it to you. you Second part of the question, I have one main three-jet lighter that I've had for many years. Until recently, it's been very reliable. Uh, recently, it started not lighting reliably. It will take seven, several tries to light, and tapping it on the edge of the table will sometimes help. I highly recommend against that. I was hoping that bleeding the lighter would solve the problem. It really didn't. I use Zycar butane if that matters. It doesn't. 
Uh, I would like to know the proper way to bleed the torch, and if there's anything else I can try to revive my favorite pocket lighter. Thanks, Russ from Iowa. P.S. I will miss Old Fart Freddy, and uh, the way things are going, you're not going to be missing anything. <laughs> um, so you really want to ghost that lighter. You want to. It sounds like you've done the gas portion, and you want to make sure that you're bleeding it and filling it completely upside down. Uh, and then you check your oxygen. You make sure you've got good vents. If it's an old lighter, you could have clogged vents on it. And then what the hell else is there in Ghost? G-H-O-S for spark. Make sure you've got a spark going on there every time. If it's back sparking, it's not going to ignite. And then also it sounds to me like if it's lighting intermittently and it is lighting and you've got a good flame, that your timing on the lighter just needs to be adjusted. Don't strike it so quickly. Go a little slower. Put some gas. Put some gas in the combustion chamber and boom. That, uh, as I say, Bad Larry should light right up. I think you got it. I think you got it. Now I want to know what's up in the cigar world. Well, we have the open in your phone from last time. Remember, I couldn't upload it. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter because next week we'll have like a Yeah, we're going to have a new thing. So So, some new arrivals this week. So the bike did get game time edition under the Camacho uh, branding land featuring cigars in the 1118 Vitola. The cigars, which commemorate Super Bowl 50, come packaged in individual wooden boxes. We have that. Did you smoke that? Did any of you smoke yeah, it? Yeah, I smoked so it and it. reviewed it. It was very Liberty-esque. Okay. All right. So, I haven't smoked that. How, how expensive is that? 17. 16, 17, yep. Okay, and that's a one-time release? One-time release, one and done, and then right, so gone. Find that in your local cigar shops. Yep. They're out there. Yeah, if you're interested in it, this is it. It's one time for the Super Bowl. Go. Also, the Davidoff Winston Churchill Limited 2016, also known as the Rockin' Tour, uh, has arrived. This cigar is 6x56, features a multinational blend, and one of the tobaccos is aged for 15 years. Okay, wow. have you smoked that? Yes, I have. I haven't smoked any of these things. Okay, what, how was that? I was worried because it's a $10 price difference from like the regular Winston Churchill to the Limited and I was like, is this cigar really going to be worth $10 more? And for me, it was extremely smooth, balanced, and flavorful that I didn't mind spending the extra $10 of your money. Here we go. I was just going to say, of my money, here we go. Did you have that, Mr. Jonathan? No, I did not. No? Okay. Is that a true Churchill size? It's 6 by 56. Okay. So it's uh, kind of like a short oral. gordo or yeah. a fat. Yeah. Pricey. And that's a limited release, too. Limited release, uh, I forget the number. I think 3,600 boxes of 10 worldwide. All right. So if you're interested in that, find that at your local cigar shop. Mm-hmm. And when they're uh, done, they're done. So that's the, the end of that yeah. one. Okay. All right. And in some industry news, uh, Drew Estate will soon become the exclusive U.S. distributor of Phil Zengi's Indian Motorcycle and Debonair. That is interesting. The partnership will begin in the second quarter of this year with sales and logistics being handled by the company that was recently recently purchased by Swisher International. Very, very interesting. So uh, Phil has always been close to Jonathan Drew. They've been close friends for years. I went down to the Dominican. I let him know well in advance that I was coming down. I usually end up having some cigars with him. I go to the factory, talk, work on some oh, projects. the dots have been connected. <laughs> so, Why would a Dominican guy be going to the Nicaraguan Cigar Festival? Well, I guessed it was the festival, but he wasn't going for the festival. He was going to wrap up this. And I'm saying to myself, wow. geez, he knows I'm coming. He's going there. What's up with that? And let me tell you, my, his, my response, his response to me was a one-liner. I know you're listening, Phil, because you just texted me. <laughs> it was a one-liner. And I said, wow, 
he doesn't love me anymore. What's going on? It was just like, boom, putting yeah. me off. But, and he, I was arriving on Sunday morning. When I say Sunday morning, I was arriving at 4 a.m. Sunday morning. He was going on Monday. So I'm there all day Sunday, and he's right down the street mm-hmm. or something. And, you know, what, what I would thought he would have said is, you know, meet me by the, by the pool, have a cigar or something like this or whatever. But it was, no, I'm leaving, and I'm not coming back until the day you're gone or whatever. Boom, and it was over. So I'm like, wow, okay. You know, I got a lot of other people to see anyway, but that's it. Knowing Phil, he did not even want to see me yeah. because he could have spilled the beans and whatever. So the best move would have been yeah. blow you off. Ignore me as much as I possible. Find, I find ignoring apart. you as much as possible to be very beneficial. I'm going to stir the pot a little bit. Yeah. Doesn't Phil Zengi produce a certain type of rap? Yes, he does. Wouldn't that be of interest to Swisher? Absolutely. So if, if you, if Phil, you're listening, we're just going to strategize here of what's going on here. I highly recommend against because this. We're going to get some hate mail. No. What would they want with Debonair? It's a small production to a small group of people. It's not their MO. Swisher is gigantic. They're everywhere. Why would they want to do it now? Indian Motorcycle, on the other hand, could go national in every cigar store everywhere and could be the biggest, biggest thing, and they could have interested in that, uh, and I can see. But they... They took distribution, and it was Jonathan Drew before Swisher that took distribution of Hoy de Nicaragua because that was a factory making cigars for them. So there was the connection there. Swisher should not have interest in this. But maybe they have interest in a bigger, bigger thing Mm -hmm. to take distribution or take all of it uh, because he makes millions and millions of cigars, not of debonair, but of machine-made uh, mass-produced cigars for other people along with himself. Uh, you know, you look at Phil and say, oh, Debonair, small little thing, he's a small manufacturer. He is the opposite of a small manufacturer. He, he manufactures everything from chewing tobacco, pipe tobacco, uh, Blunt wrap, you name it. Uh, machine-made cigars. He knows everything about every aspect. You, somebody like that that knows everything of every part of the cigar industry. Very valuable. The, the littlest thing is the debonair. Small, small little Do they thing. inherit the rum as well? <clears throat> I don't know. I do not think so. Was it mentioned in the press release? Huh. Yeah. So, so uh, hmm, we, we need to do uh, another one of those shows where we... Uh, the conspiracy theory. I uh, <laughs> don't think we need to do that at all. <laughs> I, 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 I got a few, so yeah. I think we can make up a show. We have a whole show. Are you kidding me? Okay. So, so Scandin- Scandinavian Tobacco Group, which is the parent company of General Cigar, mm-hmm. is expected to have a public offering in the next 10 days on the Copenhagen Stock Exchange. The IPO will consist of 35 million shares, which is 35% of the company, and shares are expected to open around $14 U.S. Interesting. Uh, long process. It's been going on for a couple for of years. a long time. Their yeah. CA, CFO stepped down and put a delay in it. They hired a new CFO, and now it's back on track. Yeah, yeah. That'll be interesting. Uh, and I got a conspiracy theory. Well, I'm, I'm going to leave that over there. <laughs> yeah. I have something on that. I have something. We have to put a show together because mm-hmm. I have a lot of theories. I had said with FDA looming over everybody's heads that lots of acquisitions and things were going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going down in uh, next Monday uh, to Washington, D.C., spending a week down there, IPCPR, and meeting with the, all the FDA people and everything to find a closure of what this is. We want to find the end of what this is. Yeah. It's looming over our heads. We don't know what to do. So IPCPR is going down. We're going to meet with everybody we can and try to get an answer to what is finally going on here. Um, 
at that point, when that ends up happening, all these things are going to blow up. All these things that, that I thought were going to happen and I still think are going to happen are ready to all blow up, and we're starting to see some things early on, but I think everything's going to go at that point. So acquisitions. You're going to see a lot of acquisitions. Acquisitions, acquisitions, acquisitions. There's lots of changes that happen in the cigar wow. industry. So we'll see. All right. The last three years has seen Habanos report three substandard harvests, and that trend is continuing this year. According to reports out of Cuba, the El Nino weather pattern has brought tremendous rains that has damaged a lot of tobacco grown on the island. I think the opposite. With a lot of farmers that have been left unable to plant tobacco due to flooded fields. And I'm hearing it's just too dry and they didn't get enough rain to be able to grow tobacco. Yeah, now this was a a report that came out through uh, Reuters early this week. It had a quote from our friend David Savona. And, uh, but you sure it wasn't dry, ultimately dry? No, a lot, of the, rain. a lot of the tobacco has water stains on it. And uh, mm. a lot. And the only person that hasn't been affected has been Hirochi Rabanya because his farms are elevated and the uh, rains have been less. I was there. They're all together. There's 100 tobacco fields all in the same thing. It's not elevated. It's, a, it's, it's, it's where the other ones were. This guy next door to him yeah. and next door to them. I'm not, I'm not buying it. It'll I'm, be interesting once you go there to see. I'll be there next month. I'll be there uh, the end of February uh, before IPCPR and then on to IPCPR. Uh, and, again, I'm, I'm going to give you uh, a bird's eye view. I mean, I'm going to look with my own, my own two eyes and tell you the truth. Yeah. That's what I'm going to come back with. Where is the IPCPR this year? It is in Mexico. So I'm TAA. 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 IPCPR is Vegas. It's Vegas. Uh, I'm going to go to um, to Cuba. And from Cuba, unfortunately, i got to go back to Miami to get the plane to Mexico. I'm going to be traveling oh, all God. day to go there. Uh, that's a nightmare. Most people go from Mexico to Cuba. I know. You're going the other way around. It was the only way I could legally do it. Oh, what a pain. Yeah. And lastly, you can add the state of Oklahoma to the growing list of states considering to raise the tobacco age to 21. And that's this week's What's Up. It's What's Up. I have uh, lots of conspiracy going on. We have to do a conspiracy show. Yes. I say when I, you, when I come back from Cuba. You've got to write it before you know anything because that's when you tend to clam up. So we've got to have it sooner rather than later. When I know for sure that, yeah. I, that I'm not. When they tell me, I'm not allowed to say Right. It. Yeah. Next time you're in Nashua, I'll tell you my theories. All right. All right. So, very interesting. So, looking at the calendar next week, the Cigar of the Year. You've heard it from the other people. You're going to hear it from the original since 1992, the Cigar of the Year. Next week, we're going to have it on the show, uh, and we're going to smoke one from the Care Package, which was last year's uh, Cigar of the Year, and that'll be next next week. Following that, um, February 13th, I'll be back from D.C., uh, we're going to smoke some number ones, and we are going to tell you uh, everything I know up to date on the FDA and whatever's going on governmentally uh, on the cigar uh, industry. Let me tell you, folks, you hear lots of things, taxation and things like that. Those end up harming the cigar industry. What happens to the FDA is a game changer. You as a consumer, the game will be completely changed to you as a consumer. So uh, I know a lot of people don't like to hear these things that we end up talking about. This one you need to hear because it's going to be a major change for you. Uh, Moving ahead to February 20th is International Pipe Smoking Day, and we will smoke a pipe. Ugh. Yeah, we're going to smoke. I'm sure you've smoked a lot of pipes in your life. 
Low-hanging fruit, Ben. <laughs> Low-hanging <laughs> fruit. On fire today. Uh, but we'll smoke a cigar, too, just to – but we're going to squeeze a pipe in there. The following week, February 27th, is National Cigar Smoking Day. So we'll smoke a couple cigars during that show. March 5th, um, I'm going to be in Cuba. That's the No Dave show. You guys gear up. You ready for it? I hear there's food involved. You guys are going to oh, have a party? We got, we got some, I got some plans. <clears throat> I got some plans. Take it easy with Barry. He's doing good here on his dieting. He'll be able to have a little bite of this, a little bite of that. Yeah. He'll be okay. March 12th, I return from Cuba and the TAA. I'll have lots of information of new cigars and things coming out there, and we're going to smoke a brand-new cigar uh, we've never had before uh, on that show. Moving ahead to March 19th, Avo's 90th birthday show. He is turning 90 years old. The following Tuesday, we're going to be having an event for his birthday uh, here at Two Guys in Salem. Uh, We'll have more information on that maybe next week. But um, that'll be the 90th birthday show, March 19th, 90 years old. Avolivazian. A lot of people in the industry turning 90 years old. These are people that smoke lots of cigars every day. Um, um, Padron, yeah. um, 90 years old this year. Avolivazian, 90 years old today. Uh, I've known both of them for many, many years. They smoke lots of cigars a day, more than me. I mean, crazy amounts of cigars every day. Um, and how long have they been smoking for? <laughs> right? Ever. Yeah. For... 75 years, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and moving ahead to April 2nd, uh, two guy, um, the Cigar Authority's 6th anniversary show. Uh, we'll do it right here in Two Guys in Salem. You're all invited. Everybody listening, you want to come in. We'll put lots of tables out. Free cigars, food, we'll do it up. It's our 6th anniversary. That is on March 19th. Everybody's invited. Uh, I'm sorry, that's uh, April 2nd um, for the Cigar Authority's 6th anniversary show. And moving way ahead... To September 17th. <laughs> Heidi's all happy, yep. um, which is amazing. I mean, it started <laughs> off as a joke, but we're really doing this thing, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're uh, on our, our third venue? Our last venue, yes. Okay. We, and it's funny. We'll go look at places, and Heidi goes, do they have internet? No. And she's like, we can't have it here. We can't do the show. <laughs> I give you permission to marry her. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I've just been blessed. Not that you need my permission, but she's a cool dude. Uh, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She wears the pants on the family. There we go. So Barry's wedding, September 17th, and uh, the Cigar Authority will be live. Live. Play by wedding. play. Play by play. Mm-hmm. It's going to be crazy. So that that's uh, wrapping up what our calendar looks like so far. But somewhere in here, we're going to have conspiracy, and we're going to do uh, lots of things. Uh, in between there. So uh, right now, uh, it's the best tweets of the week brought to you by Recluse Cigars. It's time for the social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigar that was built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a Recluse Cigar today. You're really improving with your radio voice. It's nice. He's, he's holding This the- is Don Pardo. Yeah. <laughs> And these are the best tweets I've ever seen. I'm beginning to think being cremated is my last chance for a smoking hot body. (laughs) Yeah, it's good. (laughs) I find it ironic that Tom Brady looked so deflated after the loss to the Broncos. Oh. Oh. Too soon. Too soon. Am I the only one who gets disappointed pulling up next to a Kia Soul? And there isn't a hamster driving it? 
No, no, I, I get disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary Clinton says it's time for a woman to be in the Oval Office. But didn't Monica Lewinsky already beat her there? She beat something. <laughs> and the best tweet I saw all week. The Olympics will allow pre-op male-to-female transsexuals to compete. Does that mean Caitlyn Jenner will compete in a drag race? Oh. Hey. <laughs> oh. Today's social media segment drag was brought race. to you by Recluse Cigars Rolled and Two Bar, the old Cuban way, for an effortless and perfect draw every, every time. time. Drag race. I got it. Drag I got race. it. Race. See, it takes you too long. It takes you too long. You just have that on your mind at all times. You're, you're on, you're on. Let's see if you're on right now. It's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars Take No Prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's right, that's Asylum. Salvatore Alvarenga is the only man alive to live more than one year stranded at sea. He survived by eating everything from raw birds and fish to drinking turtle's blood and rainwater. But according to Mr. Alvarenga, he never ate his now dead companion, Ezekiel Cordoba. The very debonair of him. The The two men set sail from Mexico in 2012 for a two-day fishing trip. They got caught in a violent storm that knocked out their radio, stranding them at sea to fend for themselves. Three months into their ordeal, the men ate a bird with a poisonous sea snake in its belly, mm. eventually causing Cordoba's death. On his deathbed, Ezekiel made Salvatore promise not to eat him and tell his mother the story and that he loved her, a promise that Mr. Alvarenga says he kept. Uh, he says he befriended the corpse, talked to it for days before realizing what he was doing and eventually throwing it overboard. Setting the world record for being lost at sea, that's insane. Was Talking, his name Wilson? Come on, you're wrecking my wrap-up. Okay. Talking to your dead best friend for a week, you belong in an asylum, getting sued for the exact dollar amount as your book deal, that's priceless. (laughs) That's insane. That's asylum. Wilson! (laughs) So he didn't have the bird, only the other guy did. They both ate the bird. I don't know, threw the corpse overboard. Yeah, there's a lot of holes in that. Yeah, I, I think... Some cannibalism may have happened. Yeah. Says can, you, no. can you blame him, though? <sighs> okay, so uh, this is the uh, Cohiba 25, later known as the Podigus 160. Disappointment. For me, yeah, utterly disappointed. I was expecting this to, thing to just blow my head off. I mean, it, you, notwithstanding the fact that you rolled it and maybe it wasn't going to burn right or draw right, it did all of those. It performed well as a cigar, so I'm going to... Give you hats I, off. Well I, done. I didn't put the thing together, but I actually rolled the cigars. and, and will, You got I, the Lajero in the right spot. I mean, yeah. it's, it burned good. A little rough at the beginning. I will say wise, this. Eh. It is not in Dirty Bed. Yeah? Yeah. There you go. 
Well, I guess in that case, it's not Onyx bag then either. <laughs> I don't think it's bad. No, I'm with you, Dave. I, I think you guys are being too, too harsh here. Uh, I was not... disappointed. I had high expectations, and that's probably my fault. Yeah. But I am impressed with the construction. Yeah. Yep. No, it, it, it's ugly. It's, it's uh, not aesthetically good-looking. I think on all. mine you put the wrapper on backwards. This looks like no, the No, the side. wrappers, let me tell you, the wrappers <laughs> look bad. I remember looking at them, but it was so old. It's old Cameroon. Crazy, it's crazy old. dog for a camera around. Yeah. And it was only little mm. leaves. They said the best we're going to do is a five-inch Robusto. That's, that's what the I tell my wife. Do. That's it. That's it. So that's it. We went a little over, but it is what it is. Uh, everybody else has their choices. It's our turn. It will be our pleasure once again to announce the Cigar of the Year. Next week, the real Cigar of the Year. So tune in and light up along with us. Some special guests coming on. It's going to be a good show. Tune in next Saturday, same bat time, same bat channel. You've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you happen to be smoking Dave's Dog Rocket, which you're not because you can't get it. There's only five of them. Always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll see you next week. Want to know what Lenny Clark has to say about Two Guys Smoke Shop? Two guys, the Two Guys Smoke Shop guys are the nicest guys. And I'll tell you, sometimes you go into a cigar store, you really don't know what you're looking for. It's very intimidating. And a lot of times, people have a tendency to be arrogant with you, like they know it all. Not those guys. I what, the guys up at the Two Guys Smoke Shop, if you're a first-time smoker or you're looking for a great, go in and see them. They'll put you at ease. They'll make you feel at home. They'll get you the best cigar you can get for the best deal. You can't beat it. And then whenever I'm in New Hampshire again, if I'm in high-speed police chase or something, I'll stop in and have a smoke with those two guys. Why, thank you, Lenny Clark.